What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This week on the show, our pop culture references... We talk about the new Netflix movie, Robin Robin, and fortune cookies. It's the last week of November 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Brian, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Linnea. Hello. And Evan. Hello there. How are both of you this week? I'm doing pretty good. It's my Thanksgiving break, so that's fun. That's good. That's one of you. How about the other? I'm good. You're good? Anything new? No. No? <laughs> okay. Nothing new. You just had the whole <laughs> week off. It's not like there was a holiday or I've anything. I've just been sleeping and eating. Sleeping and eating? Lots of turkey? No breathing? Yep. And Evan, you got your second COVID shot? Yes, and then I had a fever for a lot of the next day. But you're better now? I'm better now. All right. That's good. All right. So, pop culture references. Who would like to go first? Linnea, you should go first. Okay. My pop culture reference is that the Thanksgiving Day parade happened for Thanksgiving. (laughs) And we were trying to watch it. And then Dad got angry because the people were talking more than it was showing the parade. So then we started watching a live stream of the parade and then we realized after we'd finished watching it that the live stream was like of the 2017 parade it was the 2019 parade just to be clear so me and dad were got mad and we started watching a youtube live stream that ended thinking that it was the start of the parade which it was but it was the start of the 2019 parade so my pop culture reference is that the new Hawkeye series released. The first two episodes came out on Disney+, Plus and it seems like it's a series that's going to have a lot of mystery to it. Some kind of like WandaVision. But also, it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Is it all out? The first two episodes. Are there new episodes every week? Yep. Uh, my little tidbit, it's nothing too special, but Linnea might find this interesting. Well, I think I told you already, Linnea. In more live-action Avatar casting news, I don't know if, if you remember, we talked about they're doing a live-action Avatar. Didn't they already make a live-action Avatar? N- not the terrible movie. <laughs> no, the blue people one. Oh, no, not that movie either. The blue people <laughs> the one. The blue people. So they're making a live-action Avatar, and we talked about it a while ago, and they, they cast the three, or the four kids, I believe, you know, Aang and... And the brother and sister and Suko. The brother and sister. I can't the remember brother their names. And sister. <laughs> well, what are their names? Katara and, and Sokka. Sokka. Well, there you go. 
How did you forget their names? Because I didn't commit them to memory? <laughs> Why? We watched the entire three seasons and you forgot their names? I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> I guess I should be. Anyway, yeah, so Daniel Day Kim is joining the cast. And, Lena, you might know him uh, from, yeah, Lost, from Lost. Right. Now I'm trying to remember who he is going to be. Isn't he going to be the Fire Lord? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's who it was. He's going to be Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah. Is that his name? Did mm-hmm. I remember that yeah. one? How did you remember that name? Oh, wow. Chalk one up for me anyway. So I couldn't remember Katara. You can remember the two main characters' names, but you can remember the The, the guy, guy who only <laughs> appears like once at the end, right? Well, he appears every once in a while, but to me, he should have appeared much more. Anyway, that's another story. Um, that's for Avatar Month. That's for Avatar Month, yeah. We're, we'll do it sometime. Sometime. We'll do it. We promise. Ah. Now on to our main topic. This week we're talking about the new movie Robin Robin. Robin Robin is a new stop-motion short film by Ardman Animations. The film was written and directed by Daniel Ojari and Michael Please and tells the story of a young Robin who is, aptly named, Robin. She's raised by a loving family of mice and desperately wants to fit in with her adoptive family but has a hard time of it because, well, she's a bird. As Christmas approaches, she makes a wish on a Christmas star to become a real mouse. Does her wish come true? Find out in this heartfelt story. The film debuted on November 24th on Netflix and features the voices of Richard E. Grant, Gillian Anderson, and Bronte Carmichael. So, at 32 minutes long, this show really sped by for me. How about for you two? What do you think? Was it too long, too short, just right? It felt shorter to me. I think it did enough for the time that it had. It was interesting enough and kept me captivated for all the minutes, and I felt like it had enough time to make a good ending, so I would say it's fine. Well, I'm not saying that it didn't have enough time. I'm just saying that it felt shorter to me than 30 minutes. Yeah, it, it really sped by for me, That that's and I've watched it twice. I watched it once with Hula and Anne, then I watched it with Evan the next day. It doesn't feel like 32 minutes. It just speeds by. Yes, for me, I kind of want to say that I wish it was. I wish there were more, like a little more story to it. It it just felt a little light, so I could yeah. use maybe another five, ten minutes or something. I I don't know. It didn't really feel like a movie to me. Yeah, yeah, and that that's one thing. When we first turned it on, and it, it took me aback because I saw it was thirty two minutes, and I guess for some reason in my head I was expecting a like a full featured movie, like ninety minutes. So when I went to Netflix and it said 32 minutes, I was really confused. Like, well, wait a minute. What? Uh, so, so, yeah, that kind of took me aback. It wasn't what I was expecting. What do you think the message of the movie was? Uh, that you shouldn't try to wish that you were someone else uh, and you should just, like, be happy with who you are because we're all unique and our different abilities is a good thing because if we were all the same, we wouldn't be... We really would only be able to do, like, one thing. But since we all have, like, different qualities, we're able to do all kinds of things. So this movie was produced by Aardman. Of course, Aardman is famous for things like Wallace and Gromit and Shaun the Sheep, uh, Chicken Run, you know, those types of movies, if you've seen those. And normally they use what's called plasticine. It's kind of like clay, so when you think of claymation, but they use what's called plasticine, so it's a plastic-like clay. But this movie was quite a bit different in that they were using felt. Did did you two notice that? And what uh, did you I think? I did. I did notice that it looks very different 
I it, I mean, I can't say it felt better or worse. I just, it was very different. It had a different kind of vibe to it. It felt like cozy and soft compared to like the other ones. Right, yeah. Yeah, you could look at the mice and think, oh, I just want to touch them. They're mm-hmm. so... They look so soft and There's, cute. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, texture. Yeah, very textural. And I think, and the lighting, the way the light bounces off, say, a hard plasticine surface versus a felt surface, mm-hmm. it just, it gives it that warm, fuzzy feeling. It was a fun feeling to see. When do you think this movie takes place? Well, the only really way we'd be able to tell is by carefully looking at the inside of the people's houses. I guess one reason I'm asking that, because I'm wondering if, does it even matter? I like, don't think it matters. Like, is this movie it sort of a... It happened at any time, really. Yeah. Is it a timeless movie that it could just take place any time? Yeah. Well, I feel like it ha- could probably has to take place in, like, the last 40 years. Just based on, like, or, like, 40 to 60 years based on the houses and stuff. Well, yeah, it probably wasn't during the Renaissance yeah, yeah, okay. So so sometime within the last half century mm. something. Yeah. It's certainly not futuristic. It's certainly not there's nothing in it that makes it feel now. Like, you know, you don't see cell phones or anything, but it's just standard things in a house. Cups and plates and saucers and food and you know, there's nothing technological in it. It's because I suppose it's mostly just the animals, the the mice and the birds and mm-hmm. What's something that stuck out for you, like a background or an image or an effect that happened, like something that made you go, ooh, that's cool? How whenever the humans walked, it sounded like a giant walking, like the giant thuds and stuff to them. I thought it was kind of weird that the bird had ears, but then (laughs) I realized, was it just like that the feathers were like ruffled up to make it look like she had ears? One thing I liked, which, which struck me as just funny, is that the birds use matches and fire. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> which I was, is, like, what? was always surprising. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Especially um, uh, Magpie. He's always... Yeah, I, I mean, the, it showed his house, and I noticed that there was a fire, and at first I didn't think much, but then I realized, wait, they're birds. <laughs> if birds are learning how to use fire, then they're starting to progressively become more and more smarter. Did you have a favorite character? There there weren't that many characters. Did anyone stand out? I like the cat. I liked Magpie. I like Magpie, too. I'd have to agree with you. I enjoyed Magpie. He was pretty funny. He reminded me of the bird from Finding Nemo. That Was it the stork? or The, the one that keeps visiting Nemo in the dentist's office? Yeah. Pelican. Pelican. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he, Magpie reminded me of that pelican from Finding Nemo. So this movie is coming out at Christmas. It has a Christmas theme with a star. And it, does this feel like a holiday classic at all? Or and if so, what makes a holiday classic? I feel like you asked us that when we talked about Elf. Yeah. Well, it, this is another holiday movie. We can talk about it again. Well, I mean, in the sense that it's kind of timeless, I guess it it could be considered a holiday classic. It's uh, definitely a holiday movie. Because it's about family and, like, being with your family. In the sense that it's timeless, it's a holiday classic, but also it just came out, so there's not really any traditions around it yet. Yeah, so maybe give it a few years? Yeah, give it a few years. See if it has any staying power. 
It's cozy enough to be a Christmas movie. It certainly has that feeling. It, it's yeah. cozy and warm and and has that theme to it, yeah. All right. I was reading online, and this is being billed as Aardman's first musical. So I'm wondering, does this feel like a musical, or is it just a story that happens to have songs in it? And what would be the difference? Like, what makes something a musical versus just a story that has songs? Well, to me, it felt more like a story that has songs. Why do you think so? Like, what what would make something to you be a musical? Well, for me, musicals would have, like, I don't really know. <laughs> For me, something that is a musical and not a musical and just a story that has songs in it. For me, the story that has songs in it is Phineas and Ferb. Because every episode has a different song, but it's never really a musical. Even the movie has, like, a few songs, but it's not a musical, I would say. Well, like, the Steven Universe movie, that has songs, like, every other minute. It's packed full of songs. So I would say, since this one is like 30 minutes and it only has like two or three songs, I think it's, I wouldn't say it would be a musical. It might be because um, the songs they sing, they kind of, there's kind of just like two or three songs they sing. Like, I think the cat has one song and then there's like two other songs, but they kind of just keep getting repeated. Okay. I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. So comparisons or similarities to other movies. I already mentioned how I thought Sort of similar, the bird uh, from Finding Nemo, the pelican. Did did you see any other similarities or things that felt like you'd maybe seen it or it was an homage to something? It felt kind of like Ratatouille. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that vibe too when they first sneak into the house. Yeah. Yeah, and all that food. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that struck me, since we just watched uh, Nightmare Before Christmas a number of episodes ago, there's that scene where Robin is going headfirst down into some kind of a holder, and then there's those saws swinging behind her. Yeah, that was and, really creepy. And it, yeah, it just made me think of, wow, this really feels like Nightmare Before Christmas. It just, yeah, I don't know, it felt kind of creepy and like, ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, now that I think about it, there was a book that I once read for a book club at my school called Word of Mouse. It reminds me of that book because it just follows this mouse and... Basically, at one point, he goes to this house, and there's, like, a little mouse family there, and they always go and rob the house. So just, like, the first scene reminds me of that book. Nice. Word of mouse, you said? Yeah. All right. All right, what age range do you think this movie is for? All ages. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's good for the whole family to watch. Yeah, maybe slightly more for, like, younger kids. I feel like kids in the ages of four to eight would really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it is for the whole family. Yeah, and it, it's cute and it's fun, but yeah, I think I think younger kids would probably get more out of this. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's all the things I had been thinking about. Do you two have any additional thoughts about this movie you, you want to share or ask about or bring up? What's your favorite of all of the Ardman things? Oh, of all the Ardman things? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm, boy. I think I'd have to go with Chicken Run. Yeah, mine's Chicken Run, too. Is it? <laughs> because I got sick, like, one time. This, like, I only got sick two times in elementary school, and, and on one of the days I just spent the whole day watching Chicken Run over and over. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of being sick. 
Is that a good thing or a bad yeah, thing? Really. I don't know, but I just have lots of memories attached to it, so I okay. guess it's my favorite. I just love Chicken Run because it was so unique, just taken from the point of a chicken, and, and it's a it's like an old World War II escape movie, and they're being held in the gulag, and and they build this plane out of parts. It's just spare parts, and oh my gosh. It's just, and there are some Star Trek references. I just found it so charming and funny. Yeah, so I think that's probably one of my favorite Aardman movies. Yeah, if not that, then Wallace and Gromit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wallace and Gromit are good. I mean, pretty much everything from if <laughs> anything from Aardman is, yeah. if you pick it, it it's going to be fun. I agree. All right, well, there we go. That's our wrap-up of Robin Raman. What do you think? So uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate this? Mm, maybe like a 7.5 out of 10. 7.75. I think I'll give it a I'll give it a seven and a half too. It was a cute little movie. We'll see if we uh, watch it again next year and see if it becomes a classic. <laughs> All right, now it's time for fortune cookies. Fortune of cookies of cookies fortune. So I did not get a fortune this week, but as we normally say, whenever we don't get a fortune, not having a fortune means good luck. So. I have good luck. My fortune is kind of weird. It says, one cannot know the best that is in him. Hmm. Okay. You can't know the best thing that's in you. Like, the best thing that you can do. Hmm. Okay. Why not? Hmm. What if I want to know it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the one who makes why the fortunes. It, why does it sound so ominous? One cannot know the best that is in him. Sounds like... Like some sort of Dumbledore quote. That sounds like something All Might would say. <laughs> and Linnea, what's yours? Nothing gets in the way of your vision of yourself in the future. That's a lot of pauses. Wow. Because you wanted to say that in the future? Interesting. So say that again. Nothing <laughs> Nothing gets in the way of your vision of yourself in the future. Hmm. Okay. That's, so you... that's more saying something about me, not a fortune. <laughs> Yeah, less a fortune and more just uh, saying how you daydream, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I'd like to see myself in the future. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. You can always find us on Twitter at Lunchbox Reaction. I am sitting here next to my co-hosts who help me every week. They are Evan. That's me. And Linnea. That's me. And my name is Brian. We'll be back next week. Hope you all have a great one. And we'll see you next week at the lunch table. So long. Bye. Goodbye.